0: Hi, I'm Danger Dan Jers, the host and GM of the D&D Real play podcast, d Dark. Join us on Wednesdays for an absurd, over-the-top comedy horror adventure, starring some of history's most infamous monsters. I'm
1: Ben Magnan.
2: I play Mary
0: Frankenstein, our barbarian.
2: I am Daniel Cruz, I am
3: playing Imhotep the Mummy, our cleric.
1: I'm Jordan, and I play Larry Talbot, a lycanthropic warlock.
3: I am Grayson, playing Jet Griffin, the Invisible Man, the Party's Rogue.
0: I am Aaron. I play the Phantom of the Opera, our bard. For more information, go to dndarkpodcast.com and listen to us anywhere you find podcasts.
3: Welcome and thanks for listening. Here at Oddcast, we are very grateful to live and record in the beautiful Pacific Northwest on the current ancestral and unceded lands of the Musqueam, tsleil and Squamish people. Welcome everyone to Faye <laughs> Fashion Heist. Well, that's that's what we're, that's my new uh, accent. Does everyone like it? Is it, we're doing uh we're doing a heist one shot everyone. Yes, but you fairies. S-
1: <laughs> you sound like um like a high school girl who just got the job of doing the announcements yeah. in the mornings.
3: Today, the man who was once the gym teacher got fired. No one knows why. <laughs> but we have rumors. <laughs> uh anyways welcome everyone to another one shot where we will be playing another kids on bikes adaptation it's kind of kids on bikes with a mixture of another rpg system which is blades in the dark we will be doing a one shot with some new players some people who are joining us for the podcast for the first time some friends of the podcast uh some people who may have listened and and friends of ours So we are going to introduce them shortly. But for now, I'm just going to give a brief introduction of who I am, uh, what the fuck is happening, and then give you my fun fact. Uh, My name is uh, Kavna or Cav. I am the DM for this one shot involving a bunch of fairies and uh, a fashion heist. My fun fact is that I had to do a bunch of research on fashion for this one. Um, now I'm not, I don't know if I'm fashion forward, but I had to look up stuff on Wikipedia. And I found out that a lot of fashion is very influenced by French, um, just people. <laughs> <laughs> So that's kind of interesting.
1: Is that what the Wikipedia article research led you to? You're just like, what is fashion? French people, done.
3: Literally, I I looked up, um, (laughs) I was researching what like things were influential for like clothing and, and famous clothing. And I discover, I remembered the Met Gala. So I went to the Met Gala. And then as I went to the Met Gala Wikipedia, I discovered that there was a thing called haute couture. And then I was like, what the fuck does haute couture mean? And then I did a bunch of research on what words in French were, which probably are wrong. But I found out that mode, uh, so two kind of semi-related facts. Mode means the fashion in French. And then that's also mode from Ugly Betty, by the way. So, like, Ugly Betty is called mode. And then the second little fun fact is that haute couture is a legal distinction in France. You cannot be haute couture unless you have, like, an atelier workshop that houses a certain number of people. You have to produce a certain number of designs, or you're not considered haute couture. It's like, very specific. And I was very surprised by that. So uh, hopefully my research uh, makes this into a a weird fairy uh, fashion experience. But before we get into more about what's happening in the game, let's introduce the other players who are here to join us today. Uh, To my left, we'll start with Phoenix. Phoenix, please introduce yourself. You're a new player here. Welcome.
2: Thank you. Uh, Yes, I am Phoenix. I go by they, them. Uh, My character is a pixie. Their name is Luna Moonflower. I don't have a good fan fact because my brain is not working. But let's just say that that's not actually their name, <laughs> like their actual name. They just use it to fuck with people in terms of Luna and Moonflower being stupid together.
3: Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, Phoenix. Thanks for coming. I know Phoenix from from my time at UBC, so it's going to be fun to have another friend of ours join and... uh And role play with us. Uh, We'll see. Uh, Phoenix has played in many of my campaigns before and experienced my weird brand of crazy so <laughs> experience we'll is the correct word yes that's <laughs> that um, is very true <laughs> okay uh and then to well after phoenix we have graham graham you are a new person to me welcome uh but uh related or connected well not really <laughs> connected to
0: this me. is my cousin <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: connected to
0: and uh what's uh please introduce yourself to the to the listeners uh i'm graham i use he him pronouns i work at a public library it's fun Yes, um,
1: I can second that. It is very fun to work at a public library.
0: <laughs> uh, the character I've created is uh, Caleb Thistlewright, and um, my fun fact is—oh God, I just forgot it. Oh no! <laughs> my fun fact is I forgot my fun fact.
3: Oh no! That's fine. That that that'll work in this case because again, new new players uh, don't have to follow all the rules. Uh, that means that Selena's yeah. you have to do extra work on your fun facts.
1: Oh, I have to have two fun facts? Now? <laughs> Three, <Yeah>. fun facts. <laughs> Three fun facts. Three fun facts. Oh god. All right. Hi, it's me again. You're all stuck with me. Um it's Selena's. My pronouns are she they. And I am playing Ursa, the unpaid intern. Uh no last name that we know of. Oh, gosh, fun facts. Okay, I have I'll start with a fun fact about my character, which is they always have a backpack on them prepared with stuff that they're always asked for. So Or so it's just like, okay, I I can just be prepared at all times. Um, But on top of very useful objects for being an unpaid intern at an atelier, half of the backpack is just ramen Um, because (laughs) it's all they can afford. And... um, And she, and she figures might as well just have it on me, you know, fill out that backpack. Do I have to do more fun (laughs) facts?
3: No, if you don't want to, you don't have
2: to. I have a disturbing fun fact. Oh, give it it to us. Or disgusting fun fact. Do it, do it. Uh, Do you know what baby koalas eat? Shit. Yeah, they eat their mother's shit because they can't, they, can't they can't process the poison in a eucalyptus. Oh. So they have to eat it when it's
3: processed through their mom's body. Fascinating. If I include a koala somewhere in this one shot, <laughs> you will know where the inspiration comes Only a comes baby from. koala. You no, know, it's going to be like a mom and they're feeding like a, their child, but is it breastfeeding? They're like going to the bathroom and <laughs> trying to give them a cube of koala shit. <laughs> Uh, But no, we will not uh, do that for now. But it's a very funny image, actually, to me. Well, that's great. So... Listeners, we're doing a bit of a combination. We're doing, as I said, Kids on Bikes mixed with Blades in the Dark. So mostly it's Kids on Bikes for uh, rolling. Uh, Again, everyone here uh, has been given some information. But for listeners who have not listened to our previous Kids on Bikes, one-shots, the players all have six stats. Those stats are associated with different dice that range from a d20 at the highest to a d4 at the lowest. And the characters also have two strengths and a flaw, which will be introduced probably during the game as you uh, see these characters uh, perform in the heist. We are also using the Blades in the Dark progress track system to track suspicion and to track awareness of the people who are maybe providing security or protecting the target of this heist, which is Titania, the Queen of Fairies, special new fall lineup, specifically a one item in the fall lineup, a beautiful shoe called the Starlight Slipper, which is actually a... uh, you know, for confusing reasons, a, a uh, high heel stiletto. But <laughs> it also is glittery and glamorous. It shines like starlight. It can change color and actually make like little star footprint patterns as you walk. So it is it is quite a beautiful uh, piece of clothing that no one knows how she's made it. So it's, it's quite a sought after item and everyone is abuzz with the reveal that is going to be happening at the Four Seasons Gala at their atelier workshop. Titania's company is called Enchanteresse, which is, uh, I found it was supposedly French for enchanting, but then Selena's who actually speaks French says it may be enchantress. Hi, so.
1: my French is rusty. Also, we'll oh, okay. My fun fact is every Canadian is bilingual in French and English. And any Canadian that says that's a lie <laughs> is actually just secretly keeping their French from you.
3: That's a lie.
1: <laughs> secretly keeping his French.
3: Yes. Yes. Before we get to the actual heist, we're just kind of setting the stage here. So... We need to establish some relationships between all the players here before we set the scene. So first of all, um, we're going to do the relationship questions from kids on bikes.
1: Could we get a quick recap of what everyone's character name is and what their job is?
3: Absolutely. Yeah, let's do that in a, just a quick circle. So so Phoenix, please describe, I uh, give your character name and, and their title, where they work and what they do.
1: Uh,
2: my character's name is Luna Moonflower. They work at Titania's workshop they work in the fabric department whatever you want to call
3: it yeah yeah so that would um, be like the fabric vaults
2: yeah don't know how they're still there because they do not wipe with the head seamstress but there's something going on and then we may find out i don't know we'll see
3: okay yeah working for a head seamstress excellent so
0: you're working for enchantress yes. and then we have uh graham your character's name again uh my character's name is caleb Thistlewright who do you work for? (laughs) Caleb is self-employed. He believes that he's a serious journalist, but he's um, really just convinced that uh, Titania is behind the evil nefarious plot whose exact purpose and dimensions change more or less with Caleb's interest at a given moment.
3: Okay. Okay. So you're a bit all over the place with your, your current focus, but that's good. Um, well, it
1: seems like the current focus is Titania's behind yes. the conspiracy.
3: Right now, Titania. Now, of course, Selena's your character's name and again, your job position.
1: Ursa, the unpaid intern, has been working at Enchantress for six months and, and might have only recently realized that the position is unpaid. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Perfect. Okay. I will ask you each one question about the person to your left and your right. You can choose, you tell me, if you want it to be a positive or a negative relationship in some way, which means not that you hate the person, but that you've had some form of weird interaction with that person that is is maybe positive or negative. So you can you can choose.
1: Isn't there an option for you don't know the person as well? Yes,
3: there's also an option for, for neutral, if you don't know. So you can do either or. So positive, negative, or I don't really know this person, but I've maybe seen them in more passing.
2: So I was thinking of playing Luna as kind of a mischief maker because we're doing Faye. Yes. So what if they are Caleb's informant? Oh,
3: okay. Okay. Great.
2: feeding Caleb absolute lies.
3: Oh, so it's more of a negative relationship.
2: Well, we may do that. Caleb doesn't know that. Got it. So it kind of like neutral on Luna's side. I don't know how Caleb thinks about Luna, but.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah,
2: Luna wants to just create chaos wherever they go.
0: Okay. I could read it as they both think it's a positive relationship because Luna thinks this is hilarious. Yeah. And Caleb thinks he's getting the goods. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, I actually won't even ask you a question. That's a very good positive-negative
3: relationship there. So you, you're you feeding false information to the informant for money, I assume. Yes, of okay. course. Okay. And then what's your relationship in some way with Ursa?
2: I, I can let you decide. Have we met at the place?
1: Um... I'm going to imagine that I'm one of a fleet of unpaid interns that mostly go about nameless mm-hmm. in the atel- atelier. So I would probably know you, but it would make sense for you not to know who okay, I am. That would, yeah, I, yeah. Can, I
3: can roll with it. So you don't really know them. You may have seen them in passing. So then what yeah. does Ursa, what is your relationship with Luna? How, how
1: does Luna treat the interns? I think
2: they're not an asshole to them, but they do prank them sometimes. Okay. Because they just can't help it. What kind of pranks? Kind There's of a lot. Yeah, rat. it's like it's more of, um, I don't know, like putting salt in coffee instead of sugar or something, oh. you know, like small ones, because they they do know how much overwork the interns are. So they are sympathetic, but also they like I don't think they would I don't think they would interrupt their work but there's like just you know like relatively harmless pranks
3: okay um
1: sure. then i would say positive relationship because um that would be better treatment than what most of the interns receive
3: <laughs> yeah yeah, sense. I think
1: I think Luna may also be thinking that 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 they're like m-
2: trying to make the day better for the interns, which is <laughs> doesn't mean it's true, but they're like, oh my god, I'm gonna make so much fun. Like yeah. I'm gonna create so
1: much fun for them. Okay. And then Ursa would probably be like, Wow, they didn't throw coffee in my face. They're so nice.
3: <laughs> they're adding so much joy to my life.
1: I've never had salted coffee before.
3: <laughs> okay, so. Then the question is, for Ursa: what is your relationship with with Caleb? Do you
1: publish your articles on an online blog or like how, what do you do as a journalist to like get your journalism
0: out there? Um, at this point, yes, presumably online.
1: How many like is it popular?
0: Oh, no. Um, <laughs> it has a very small, very committed audience. Of course. Um I, w- I was going to suggest I had a job at a legit newspaper and I tried to pass you off as a source because I saw you wearing your lanyard on the bus. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. then I got fired because you're not considered a legitimate source. OK, OK. And so I'm convinced you're part of this conspiracy that, <laughs> that you're higher up. Got that it. you know something. convinced that Ursa ha- is a part Have of
1: it. I run into you since then? No. Then I probably have no idea he
3: exists got it okay i think that's good i think that means that caleb uh for you do you have anything else you would like to kind of have that connects you or is that a good basis for you
0: yeah no i think that's um, just just that i'm convinced titania is plotting something yeah got it
3: okay i will set the scene for how this whole heist comes to be at least ursa and luna have been at the company for some time and so I'm going to ask you, what is a common company approved, like after work location where the company gives you a slight discount for whatever reason, because they have made some deal with, you know, the, the shop owner. It's it's probably in this case, like a fairy cafe, um, because people can drink different types of nectar drinks and like, it's not really a bar, but what, what, where it is, what is it? And, and where, where would you like it to be? Like, describe it to me. You can design this together.
2: <laughs> hmm. Probably be like near the the atelier, I'm assuming, right? Mm-hmm. But people would go clock off and go there. That's yeah. where
1: we get our coffees from. Oh yeah, yeah like during, the interns have yeah. like a well worn yeah. path.
2: It's like there's, a circular. There's a,
1: special, there's a special,
3: entrance for interns.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like it's to me, it's just that continue working <laughs> when I go
3: there. The one entrance is regular size. The intern one is slightly smaller, so it's awkward even though I'm a bear, yeah.
0: it's
3: like designed to be more awkward to leave and enter. That cafe also is by the atelier so it's probably owned by titania so she's just making you pay titania's teas yeah you're you're paying her money to go and get her (laughs) coffee (laughs) because the economy here is just a mess and that's that's the okay so it's tanya's teas and then i assume caleb just goes to tts as it's called Uh, (laughs) um <laughs> <laughs> to, to just keep an eye on workers like on people working there yeah you're just like in the
0: corner
2: <laughs> he's just a local cryptid at this point
0: <laughs> yes notebook pen and tape recorder are the three things in my backpack on beautiful. my character sheet so i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you
3: what do you all look like physically as you're sitting in this cafe it's a beautiful cafe by the way the Tanya's, of course spare no expense you're given your drinks in like designer shoes and you also have just an, an of beautiful like what like a
0: boot
3: (laughs) that's like a high heel you hold the stiletto like a handle and then you you drink from the shoe they're like cops but they look like designer shoes they've been they've been dressed that feels
2: like that's done to
3: mock the workers yes yes that you drink out of titania's shoes (laughs)
1: yes very lick my feet
3: yep (laughs) that's the vibe what do you all look like? We'll go we we'll a circle. So Luna, describe yourself as you're sitting in this.
2: Um, so Luna is a pixie, so they're pretty small. They're not actually sitting, they're like flying in the air on the like near the table. Beautiful. They have like sparkles and uh, what's it called? Like a pixie dust always in there around them
3: okay beautiful
2: which for i think maybe for some species it may be an issue maybe they're allergic to it or maybe they just sneeze all the time when pixies There's are around a
3: lot of people who really like pixie dust so uh,
2: that can why are we always going in that direction <laughs>
3: <laughs> it uh, it's like it's fun it's a fun time
2: <laughs> sure but yeah um i think they're like all i can you know you know why i'm a ff14 player because all i can think is the thick pixies from ff14 and <laughs> thinking of tatani as a king instead of queen but yeah i think like probably just think just like a stereotypical small sparkling pixie
3: okay
2: probably like purple and blue-ish yeah. shades for the color yeah yeah and uh, like lavender pixie dust around there. What are
3: your wings? Like butterfly wings or like dragonfly wings? What insect? Mm.
2: Dragonfly wings. I like that. Why only insects?
1: Why not like bat wings?
3: Or bat wings, if you want to bat wings. I think I
1: like dragonfly
2: right, wings. Dragonfly
3: wings. Okay. Uh, Caleb, what do you look like as you're stalking everyone in this spot, <laughs> in this
0: cafe? Well, Caleb is a dust bunny fairy. His oh, I love it. His wings are made of the hair balls that you find under your bed. I love it. And uh, he's sitting in a corner. He can't really afford the coffee. <laughs> so he's got a, a um, leather boot full of coffee, like a wine skin yeah, that he keeps yeah. under the table and keeps refilling his glass out of it.
3: Beautiful. I love it. Okay. You're just like a little dust bunny, like sort
0: of fairy filled with like dust. Um, He looks like he has a comb over, but that's just how his hair is.
3: Okay. And then you see people continue to walk by you and they sneeze a lot and they look at you with a lot of like, what are you doing here? And they, they're, they're avoiding you, which is good for you because you don't want to, you know, maybe get involved. And Ursa, what, what do you look like?
1: I'm just a panda bear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a normal size panda bear, therefore huge <laughs> in yeah. in this. And um, but I have like a really like fairy tale-looking picnic basket that is I always have with me, and it's very um people will will have seen me taking out like who knows so much stuff out of it, very Mary Poppins, like how much stuff can you fit into that picnic basket? Um, but it is hefty, like it it looks normal picnic basket size. But if you lift it up, you feel the contents of it. And right now, Ursa is asking the barista to add hot water for free to their ramen cup, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, the barista
3: is going, uh, who do you work for again?
1: Titania. Yeah.
3: I'll just check you on the list. They look at a list. They just put their finger down a long list. They keep going.
1: Gonna be at the bottom,
3: at the very bottom. Yeah, at the. At the How bottom. do you spell your name? U
1: R S A
3: flips over like five pages. <laughs>
1: yeah, just uh, use
3: okay.
1: Ursa, Ursa.
3: Oh, okay. Did okay. You're on here. U-S-A?
1: Yeah. Uh, could I have that hot water for this ramen?
3: Okay. Um. Yeah. We can get you some hot water free.
1: Are we paying for water now?
3: Actually. I mean, mean, I'll be nice, but, like, technically next week, yes, they're charging for for water. Oh, okay. It's Titania's releasing a new bottled water. It's called Titania's Sweat.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, Thanks for letting me know. Thank you. Okay. And then Ursa, like, opens a tiny little change purse and, like, a moth flies out and, (laughs) like... (laughs) Like you hear two nickels jingle and then she closes it again and puts it back in her picnic basket.
3: You get a ramen cup filled with water, but you realize that they filled it with cold water. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: And and Ursa finds like a little table to to sit at and thinks if she waits long enough, it'll work.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So
3: sad. <laughs> you see the the you see the the person goes over to the manager and the manager is this like very tall elegant fairy. Um, they have a they have a, a instead of head manager it says head bitch. Um, and it's
1: <laughs> Finally the name tags we need in the service industry. Yeah, and they're
3: just dressed to the nines and they're just starting to giggle a little bit about two people in this space who look like they have no money. Um, <laughs> As, as you're all sitting here kind of taking your own individual spaces, you see a person who's never come into the bar before waddle in. It looks like a, what appears to be a, like a vole or like some other like small mammal creature who is also got some fairy wings. He kind of half flutters in. He can't really fly very well. And then he lands down. He puts a little his bowler cap kind of closer over his face and he looks around seeing who's here. And you see he goes over to a little table. And he puts a little sign up that says, job offer, inquire here. And then he just waits to see if anyone comes over to to maybe take him up on uh, something. But he's keeping an eye out for now. He's just keeping an eye out on who's in the, in the cafe.
2: Um, Luna would not go first. But they are like sneaking side glances and like doing kind of the math in their head. I think like they've made a eye contact with a person. Yeah, they see you. And they're like... Looking at the watch, pretending to be really busy with something on the table. Uh I think actually they look at the watch and they like start getting up. Well, they were already flying, but they're starting getting up like from the table to kind of leave. And then I was going to say bump the table, but they're small. That's not going to (laughs) work. They're flying and they're small.
3: See, the the man does get a drink. A little drink that gets mm-hmm. put, like a little, uh, what looks like a very fluttery little flower drink, like a, a nectar, a nectar um, <gasps> sex Ooh, on I beach. know. I
2: think, so I think, so can we reveal our fears? Or... Yeah, you can, okay. absolutely. So their fear is losing their job.
3: <laughs> Perfect.
2: So they are scared of being seen, of looking for something else or yes. like side jobs or whatever, because... Yeah. Can I make an executive decision that Grenadine Applewater does not allow outside jobs?
3: Yeah, Grenadine is very specific. You work for her and no one else because otherwise you're a hussy and you're selling your services um, to other people, which is not okay. People need to stay in one career for their entire lives and they can't possibly change careers because that is too progressive and problematic.
2: Okay, so what I think they will do, they will write their name and number on the napkin. Okay. And then while they pass by the table, they
3: like sneakily drop it. that so they pick it up immediately. You go out the building, right? And then immediately they put up on their call on their little fairy <laughs> phone. They just like call you. <laughs> like, and they go, hey. Hello. Um, uh, are you interested in a job?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, depends on what the job is. But yeah, I am kind of looking right now.
3: Okay, Okay. Meet me. In the back room when I text you. I'm just looking for a back few more Back room A members. or
2: back room B?
3: The back room uh, for the interns, because no one gives a shit where they go.
2: Fair. Yeah, that's a fair sentiment, actually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. What time you said where is just, this is happening? Uh,
3: I'll send you a text as soon as I get a few more people on the...
2: Oh, I'm so bad with texts. hmm <sighs> Can you give me give me give me give me a ring again? Okay, I'll give
3: you a call again. Yes. Okay,
2: great. Again. Great. Yeah, okay. I'll see you there, Sweetling.
3: Okay. Oh, sweet like thanks. Great. Okay. Pleasure doing business with you. And they they hang up.
2: Oh, yeah, they also like they just call like everyone like darling or like like kind of grandma even yeah. though they're probably like 30 years old or something. Yes. Yeah. But their demeanor is like a sweet grandma, but like we all know they ain't that sweet.
3: No, but they try. They pretend. Yeah. Uh, you see they they write on a piece of paper for people who are inside the cafe, and you see that they put a little other sign that says space is
0: limited. apply now. <laughs> they were preparing for for this situation, so I'm scribbling madly, noticing all this, okay, okay. there's a there's a, there's a full person who's come in. Uh, there's a, there's there's a little pixie flew by and dropped him a note, okay. and then then he made a phone call. I, I think there's something going on here. Um i'm gonna go over and profess my interest and excuse me sir uh uh yes i i i i noticed you're you're hiring in a very i'm not sure you're aware but this is a very titania bar um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. totally
3: unrelated uh, and totally not for any reason am i targeting people who could work for titania in any way I'm just wondering if there's a new competitor on the scene, if you're, if you're a poaching staff. Well, or... well, let's just say that there may not be a new competitor, but there may be someone who's willing to offer quite a lot of money for something that is, is very important. And you're sure you don't work with Titania? Oh, no, no, no. I work for someone much more important, in my opinion. Have you read my blog? It's, it's, well, what's it's, it called?
0: Um, Dust Bunny
3: Knitting. I'm not really an audiobook person. I tend to read. <laughs> hmm. Well... I'll give you my cell phone number and. Uh, oh, you have a cell phone. I do. I wasn't expecting that. Okay, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> here,
0: I'll give. You okay, that. it's actually a landline. <laughs> it's a landline. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I a land. How am I supposed to? Okay, sure, whatever. Uh, titania has got the cell phones. Titania's big cell phone.
3: Big cell phone. That's. It's not Ricky Mantuwe, the guy who manages the Face Cell Phone Service. It's actually okay uh look i'm if you if you're interested i'll be having a meeting in the intern room pretty soon i just looking for maybe another crew member to make this into a, a full full sting operation
0: all right well i'll need you to knock three times on the inside of the door and then sneak me in because i'm not an intern and i can't enter
3: oh no one pays attention to interns you're, you're you'll be perfectly fine also i'm pretty sure no one uh cares about you most correct okay great <laughs> cool okay um i'll just uh maybe i can go get that sad bear over there i think that they look desperate um can you just meet me in the room
1: <laughs> so what i like to imagine is that because i'm not a paying customer because ursa is not a paying customer yeah. and more people come in and so ursa realizes that she has to move <laughs> <laughs> so ursa takes her cold cup of ramen <laughs> It goes to the intern back room without knowing that it's the meeting back room.
3: <laughs> oh, and they go. Oh, I think they got the message. Okay, well, meet me there. I just gotta call someone and give a call over to Luna. I don't know your name, but come, come to the back room. Come to the back room now. I'm coming. I'm coming. Okay. Okay. And they go into the back room. You see uh, a, a few interns come in and out. A lot of interns here have their like lockers here instead of in the workshop. They don't. They can't get changed in the workshop. Um, so they have to get ready here. So they just kind of. You find a little change room area and you see uh this this vol fairy kind of sits down and waits for everyone to attend, waits for Luna to arrive. And as soon as Luna arrives, looks at everyone and says, Great, you're all here, including the bear. I didn't speak to you, but um you looked poor. So maybe you would also be interested in my job.
1: Ursa is mid putting more ramen from her locker into her picnic basket and is just like, what?
3: Um, I have I have a job. Would any of you be interested in possibly getting A shit ton of money.
2: Yes, I'm in.
3: In, okay, that's great. Yeah. Okay, the bear's in. I'll bite. Okay, great. My name's Snaggletooth. I am doing a sting operation, actually, and I need three people. You don't
2: who... look like a bee.
3: I'm not. A, I'm not a bee. I'm a.
2: How are you stinging people?
3: Oh, um, with my sense of <laughs> justice. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, that's a new one. Yeah. No,
2: yeah. didn't know that one.
3: It's very powerful. It's a very powerful ability I have. Maybe but... I
2: should move my brains down from D10, actually. Maybe
3: <laughs> <laughs> should d ten brains with that question. Okay, so here's the deal. All of you have heard of Cetania's new fall line coming up, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
3: yeah, new mm-hmm. there, yeah. Well, I can get three tickets to the gala, the the big four seasons gala, to maybe get the most important thing in her fall collection. So I'm looking for a crew to steal something for me, something very important.
2: Ooh, now you're talking my language. Yeah.
3: Go on. Okay, I'm looking for for someone to steal the Starlight slippers. The the new the new big reveal that Titania's going to show to the world at the, at the at the four seasons gala and she's going to show them off to everyone. I have a suspicion there they could be so much more important than anyone realizes. I have funding from several fo- like uh, opposing fashion groups who would be willing to pay you quite a lot of money um if you could make How are this happen. This?
2: Who's gay? Who's gay? How much?
3: Oh, I'm I'm not even involved in the deal. I'm just here to make the deal happen. So Okay, I you propose say, uh-huh.
2: 80%, 10 and 10. That sounds fair.
3: I mean, it seems like one person's agreed. Uh Dust Bunny Man, you percent of what though? The profit?
2: New proposal. Ninety <laughs> percent ten. He provides the company.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean that's good to me. I mean, do you, does everyone agree with that? I would be more interested in the first deal. I mean, an opportunity to infiltrate the very belly of the beast is almost its own payment. Okay, okay. Zero.
2: Exactly. 90 we're we going. Okay,
0: Ninety ten and pro
3: bono. Excellent. I have a bunch of information, but how this is going to work is I'm going to give you tickets and I will give you some passable outfits to attend the gala if you don't have
2: Passable? fine passable.
3: Something you could wear that would be like, you know, look good but not draw too much attention. And uh, you can, of course, provide, if you have any suggestions, I can get them to you, because the is in a couple days. So if you prepare now, then we'll be able to to get you in. I have a bunch of information for you, though, if you're,
0: if you're raring to go. My only requirement is a hat with a hat band with the word press written on a card stuck into it. That can be done. <laughs>
1: That's how I was imagining your character already.
0: (laughs) Perfect.
3: Press and attendance. Okay, you work for the company. That's perfect. I was thinking of a way to get you in. So you'll be press and the rest of you will be attending as special guests. That's awesome. Excellent. Here's the situation.
1: Wait, is the implication here that even though we're staff, that we wouldn't be yep. working at the gala you at all? You wouldn't be invited. <laughs> well, invited, yes, but like, are we? wouldn't be, no. be working behind the scenes? It
3: appears that security is a little tighter today. And you've heard about this before. Um, security is pretty tight for the fall collections. They go into a massive vault that's magically sealed away. And that's where Titania keeps her like prototype clothing and things like that. No one can even enter that except for the three members who are like the most trusted members of Titania's staff, which are the head seamstress, the head pattern maker and textile like sorcerer and her personal assistant. They actually need to enter all themselves together with her. Uh, She needs to be attending them when they enter. Most of the time, these three individuals are not close to each other, not in one place. And most of the time, And the the workshop is filled with people who are doing jobs. They're actually working in the workshop. But for this one night only, because the gala is happening at the workshop, they are putting in extra security and not allowing any staff members to work behind the scenes so that they can make sure that the shoes are protected even when they need to prepare the gala, which is the center of everyone's efforts. Um, They also aren't hiring anyone or allowing people who are not considered high enough class to attend invalidating the vast hordes of uh, interns who provide most of the work for Titania's fashion industry and therefore would not even be invited. So it's, it's a very select group of people. And this is kind of a a, a key moment uh, when these things are a little bit open to, to being stolen. Uh, And he kind of explains that too. Like this is, this is the night. This is the one night where there will be not only all three members of Titania's personal staff present, but there will be no staff members on the workshop floor or in, in the in the building itself. You'll be able to get them in, get them, get out, and get out of there before anyone notices, if you're smart about it.
2: Luna just like mumbles to themselves like, oh my God, the booze is going to be high class in there.
3: Yeah, yeah it'll be high class booze. I mean, I've even heard that Serafina Scalefin is going to be singing at the gala, which is crazy. No. Yeah, You're no,
2: playing
3: with me. No, no, I'm serious. the The reverse mermaid, Seraphina Scalefin, scale is gonna be there singing
0: her serenades. It's gonna be top tier. Oh my I have god! This every one things. of her records on vinyl LP. You own vinyls? I don't own a <laughs> turntable, but I collect all her records. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Okay. Okay.
3: Wow. Um, surprising me all the time. Uh, <laughs> brilliant. Well, in which case, let's, let's, I'll give you the the breakdown of of what to expect. uh, And then we'll, we'll, I'll send you off on your way to, to prepare for the, the event itself. So uh, what we know is that the gala and the reception, well, from my sources, what I know is that the gala and the reception will be open to guests awaiting the reveal of the shoes Uh, with these tickets. And they give you three tickets. uh, You'll be able to enter, uh, of course, Claiming one of you is press and the rest of you are attending under special exceptions the there is um, we've we've got news that they do have security on file Uh, the blueberry trolls will be providing security at the event. They'll be doing walks of perimeters in teams of two, making external entry a little bit harder. Um, And they'll be stationed at key exits and entrances into the workshop. Uh, They're not allowed any deeper into the building, though. Uh, We've heard news that they will just be around there. Also, there is a sort of subtle bit of news that Titania has shown a modicum of some degree of grace and generosity, which is really rare, to allow the wife of the blueberry trolls to attend actually at the gala. With their uh, nurse attendant, Mr. Goodstuff. There is also a gala ballroom. That, that ballroom is where all the guests will be seated after they enter and receive their goodie bags from the reception area there are three high profile members that will be present that you will need to somehow acquire items from so that you can pass into the next area they are members of Titania's fashion brand they are of course the sad beige child grenadine apple water and dwayne sugar bottom they each have keys which are magically enchanted to change into accessories uh, every day they turn into a different accessory and they have to coordinate their outfit around it if you can acquire any one of those keys you'll be able to pass on into the next part of the workshop according to our sources however if you can acquire up all 3 they may be more useful uh than just being keys they have some some additional uses that could be of help, maybe. Once inside, you'll need to get past any of the defenses set up in the workshop itself, which we know is enchanted in some ways to keep interlopers away after they turn off the lights and let people leave. Uh, Some of you who work there may know this already, so just be aware. Um, Be fast, however, because uh, triggering their defenses will raise suspicions and, and they may notice some of the alarms either at reception or uh, on Titania's personal pager, which will trigger, uh, noting that something may have been tripped uh, initially. She'll be quite busy with the gala, so won't check on things right away until enough of them are are raised. We've heard rumors that there may be a secret entrance somewhere, but we're unsure where it is uh, that you could maybe access. It probably requires the keys as well, though, to get in. Finally, there is most likely some form of puzzle lock that's been put a- around the, the shoes. Uh, we would assume this given Faye, you know, standards of holding fashionable items everyone uses puzzle locks nowadays to, you know, keep something safe. Uh, but also uh, you'll need at least one of the keys from one of the three previously mentioned employees to use it. And you'll need one that has not been expended. So you can't use the magic in it if you're going to use those keys. So it's pretty important to keep one key uh, on you that you haven't used to shut off another security system threat or something. There is a map that I will provide all of you who are willing to take on this job. Uh, and I will answer any questions, of course, before you set out today and prepare for the event.
1: This dude is like really fucking trusting. He's just like, <laughs> I met people five minutes ago and I'm going to let them know all of my secrets. plans. Or desperate. That Yeah, and I, I like to imagine that since this is one of the intern locker rooms, there's just interns going back and forth while this is all happening, but they just give zero fucks because they're unpaid. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, they just are not even noticing. Yeah, this person seems pretty like... Desperate and also maybe opportunistic. Um, he chose the people who look the most desperate and willing to accept a job <laughs> who work at Titania's, and a man who he doesn't know but is willing to do it for no money.
0: So
1: <laughs> in this job market makes sense. To be fair,
0: happy. he argued for the first thing and thinks he's getting 10%. 10%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: he's either way, you're getting very little money no matter what. He passes a map, which is here. So for anyone, uh, for listeners, we have a small sort of layout map that can be passed around at times for people to see where things are because heists kind of matter where things are. And uh, we will then proceed to the kind of in-between stage, which I will offer everyone here a chance to tell me what they do to prepare uh, if they accept uh, the the proposition. So first of all, does everyone accept the proposition? He kind of looks at you saying, does everyone accept? If you, if you accept, I'll, I'll put your names on this this contract and we'll agree a fairy promise to to go through with the heist
2: i'm in darling
3: okay sign there and they pointed a little section to sign your name
2: um let's let's make up shit that pixies sign up with their pixie dust <laughs> so i just like fly over and um what's it called
3: just like flap your wings flap
2: my wings yeah
3: so you literally just like and then you see a, a stain of or like a like a bunch of different colors just
0: on the signature pad area perfect caleb do you sign i, I i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna come over there and i'm gonna put my johan corncob onto that that yeah that's <laughs> that's the framer of the the fairyland constitution or or whatever the Johan Corncobb. Corn, Johan Corncobb.
3: <laughs> it's my attempt at John Hancock. <laughs> yeah, you're John, you're John. Okay, you're Johan cob, <laughs> the writer of the fairy Constitution, quickly destroyed by the hyper-capitalist system of Faye courts. And then, of course, Ursa, which is Ursa
1: too. Does anyone have a pen?
3: I, I do. Uh, gives you a, a quill pen. And
1: then Ursa signs her name. And then, can I keep this pen?
3: Y- yeah, uh, you can keep it.
1: Thank you. And then Ursa takes out another busted pen, like yeah. a broken one from her bag, and then uses it as chopsticks to try and eat <laughs> the, cold. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> the cold ramen. It's obviously still very not cooked. It comes out in like a soggy
3: block. I thought that Caleb was sad, but they look at the name on the writing who wrote it. Caleb, uh, at least you have passion. Oh. <laughs> I, th-
2: I think, I think <clears throat> Luna just like looks at you with pity. Uses a little bit of magic to hit up
1: your ramen. Aww. Ursa doesn't notice any of this because it takes all of the concentration to hold onto ramen <laughs> with two up, pens. With the but notices it got warmer and it's just like, whoa, it worked.
0: It's <laughs> crunchy how you young people eat your ramen these days.
1: Yeah, apparently water is going to be expensive now.
3: You see, the, all the interns are like talking about the water crisis <laughs> that's about <laughs> <laughs> <it>. <laughs>
1: Like we all trade ramen packs, like yeah. cigarettes in prison. Yeah, yeah. people <laughs>
3: just like passing on like a, a spicy Faye uh, uh, ramen pack. And they're like, did you hear that there's going to be a tax on water? I don't know how I'm going to financially recover from this. <laughs> <laughs> and then you you sign, you see that tooth. goes, okay, I'll see you after you get out of the venue. I'll provide you with an escape vehicle, a carriage. So good luck. We'll be in touch. I have your landline. So inconvenient. Do you have a phone?
1: You can just leave notes in my locker.
3: Okay. I'm going to go to your locker. And uh, oh. there's like no lock on this room. I can just come in whenever. Yeah. Okay. And then. There's uh, also no locks call. on the locker.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll give Luna
3: a call as well. Okay, great.
1: I'll be waiting.
3: Okay. How does everyone arrive at the gala?
1: The only way I know how, through the Intern tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> <It's a> t- <laughs> <laughs> you
3: come out of, out of a, like dark corner behind a literally bush. has and never is... used
1: any other door to get into the atelier it would be like in Downton Abbey if the downstairs people use the front entrance it would yeah. just feel wrong
0: yeah it'd be incorrect um Caleb can just sort of manifest himself wherever there's clutter sometimes so oh my god <laughs> oh my god
1: I love
2: that That's so
0: good because he's a dust bunny so yeah, he yeah. just kind of uh comes out of one of the janitor's closets and
1: uh I see you on the way up
0: <laughs> wait wait can you control? Control where or is it like kind of a little random let's say it's a little bit random because i don't want it to be unbalancing
3: no no i would like you if it's random i would like you to roll uh (laughs) for me where to see if you roll a high number you show up where you want and if you roll a lower number then it will be possibly a weirder spot but won't stop you from arriving sorry what stat should we roll um okay i'll say uh, grit or brains what would people what if people think here
1: I'm just loving this Dust Bunny lore so much.
3: Yeah.
0: I say- feel like grit, grit works. Okay, let's do grit. Let's do grit. I like grit. Grit's my higher roll. <laughs> out of those two. Grit is my D8. Five. Okay, five.
3: Not great, but also not horrible. You will arrive in the general area, but you were going for the janitor closet, and instead you, like, appear in a woman's purse, and they just freak the fuck out because there's too many, like, napkins in there, and they're just like, ah, uh, what are you what are you doing here? Oh, my God. Get, your, get, get your napkins out of my face. <laughs> get your face out of my napkins. And they kind of, like, rush, and, and then you clamber out, uh, out of the bag, and that is seen by Ursa who comes out of the the intern tunnel. And what actually, the
1: janitor's do? closet is the exit for the intern tunnel.
2: Mm-hmm. Out so. of the janitor's closet. Yeah.
3: And then Luna, where? How do you arrive?
2: What if? I am the only pixie working in the place because oh. maybe there is a anti-pixie sentiment in this oh, workplace. okay. So I have like a specific spot somewhere that's small enough for me to, because, you know, as I, I usually smuggle the, uh-huh. the goods as my side job. Yeah. So I have a entrance somewhere. Okay. It's probably not like in a somewhere like back rooms area kind of stuff. if it's
3: directly beside the janitor closet.
1: (laughs) It can be directly beside the janitor (laughs) closet.
3: But it's a fancier door. It looks much nicer. Yeah, yeah.
1: I decorated it myself. Ursa sometimes looks longingly at that door.
3: (laughs) like what what is behind this i must know
1: one day i'll deserve to go through nice doors
3: uh what do you all wear we're going in a a, a circle so let's go with first luna luna who's arrives uh, obviously what what are you wearing
1: i think like a
2: flowing it's kind of it's a see-through material okay i'd say it's like wraps around their body tightly but then there's flowing Behind, so like they have dragonfly wings, right? But then, so like in between of those, there's the
3: fabric part. Yeah, so that
2: kind of adds, like, create an illusion of like kind of wings as well in a way,
3: enhancing the wings.
2: Yeah, uh probably like silver. Oh, actually, what's it's called? But it's kind of shimmery. It's silver, changing color into like yes, purple,
1: green. I know what you're
3: talking about. Iridescent.
1: Iridescent.
2: Yes. Yes. Yes.
3: Okay, so here doesn't dress coming out. What does Caleb look like after coming out of the woman's purse?
0: <laughs> um, wearing a once nice, but no longer very nice uh, tweed blazer with uh, leather elbow pads. I love it.
2: Perfect. And uh, I
0: guess corduroy pants. And yes, the the, the brimmed hat with, with the, the hat. press card. Perfect. And then what does Ursa wear?
1: Well, Ursa always wants to make sure that she has her picnic basket with her. So she has full on fairy tale like garb on. So little red riding hood, cloak and but also like wants to pay homage to like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. So like gold ringlet wig yeah and then and the picnic basket beautiful so yeah just red robe gold wig How is that <laughs> um and it's also like all she could afford it. and so like the 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 red cloak is actually just the red curtains from her apartment beautiful gold wig is leftover hair that she swept off the floors
2: no
3: <laughs> so you you like come in this hodgepodge group you present your tickets to security, which is a blueberry troll. They have them outside. They they just check your you have a ticket. They're not actually taking it, though. Um, these blueberry trolls are tall, muscular, like blue-skinned trolls. Um, but they have kind of puffy cheeks and a little bit of a rounder upper body. And then very narrow, thin legs. Like, like very small legs. Like they're chicken legs, but they have bulky upper bodies. They have long uh, blue hair or purple hair and they are checking the the tag next and they let you go through and then you enter the reception area which at least two of you know well but this is the first time that probably caleb's been in here which is a bit overwhelming maybe the reception area currently is a hallway the hallway has uh, several doors that you can see when entering there are doors to your right which to the people who work here uh know is to the fashion museum a very pandering museum about all the wonderful things Titania has provided to fashion. It is public, it is paid, uh, it is expensive to go to, and it is relatively small. So it's not necessarily a good museum. It's just kind of a good way to take some money from people who attend. The reception desk is directly beside those doors and also beside the bathroom doors for guests who have arrived. Those are the gender-neutral bathrooms. Uh, All bathrooms here are gender-neutral, but it's the only a set of bathrooms here. Uh, there's another set of bathrooms that are at the ballroom.
1: Can they be gender neutral, but class specific? Yes, there's like a poor
3: and a high class one They're right beside each other. When you enter, there's also a doorway to your left that opens to an open garden space where you hear some music playing. Guests are sitting around tables that are arranged around these beautiful fay plants and, and topiary displays. And then past that is another set of doors that you can see further down. If you come into the reception a little further, that seems to lead to the ballroom. There is one large set of doors which you know leads to the workshop for people who work here but it leads to the first room in the workshop which is the showroom and in front of those doors are two large blueberry trolls that are are watching them you also see the individual who is the receptionist here someone that probably luna knows but not their name because you don't really have to deal with them that much and of course who ursa knows quite well a banana slug fairy named butterscotch slurry and they're watching the magic mirror security display um, which is basically watching exits or entrances of the reception the museum and the ballroom that's what you see as you enter you see a bunch of attendees coming in and getting goodie bags and and being given like a gift for arriving as well as a large huge cutout of titania welcoming everyone and saying uh, welcome to the gala where fashion dreams come true, sparkling with magic as as you walk past it, you then finally see that it appears that the receptionist butterscotch slurry is taking tickets and and then providing stamps to people.
1: Wait, so when we went past the uh, blueberry guards, um, they didn't take our tickets; they were just checking our names on the
2: list. Yeah, they
3: were just checking your names on the list. Okay. Which Would you like to say you're given fake names for the list, but then you you know can walk around? normally on your own inside
2: i feel like that would probably make sense since the staff are not supposed to be there
3: yes so people may assume you were invited for whatever reason for special reasons but for entry with the blueberry guard you were given like a fake name so right now off the top of your neck what is the fake name that you provided to snaggletooth to put on the list larsa larsa
2: i need a f- word for a moon in a different language
3: uh how what,
2: about what, a- what's in french also probably Loon. You I mean, know what? That actually may work. Loon. Loon.
3: Okay, Loon.
1: Lursa and Loon. <laughs> Lursa
3: and Loon. Larry. And Larry. Lursa, Loon, and Larry. <laughs> so who would like what would you like to do next? You're you're now seeing that this area has a doorway, but that doorway to the workshop, the the main showroom area, has two blueberry guards on it. So those blueberry trolls are watching it quite sharply.
1: And is no one going through the doorway?
3: No, everyone is being
0: ushered left through the garden space towards the large ballroom. Let's form a plan. Now, I've never met her in person, but I'd never forget a slug trail, and that is none other than Butterscotch Slurry. Do either of you know her personally? Would she recognize you?
1: I've taken her coffee order a few times, but she definitely won't recognize me. I
2: mean... We don't usually talk much, but she probably knows my face.
0: If only this were a masquerade, we must take a different mode of entry. Now, an informant of mine, who shall go unnamed, has told me that there is a secret entrance behind the cardboard stand-up. So, so we should just go straight for that and and not worry about the ruckus it causes. Is there? A secret? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Was that informing me? (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to protect your identity.
2: (laughs) No, wait. That was out of character. Let me do it in character. Um, Caleb, there's no entrance there. That was a lie.
0: Oh, 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 you mean they've they've closed it, winking, winking.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they've closed it down.
0: They found out it's there. Well, I'm open to suggestions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're just trying to get the key off of Butterscotch, right?
3: No, you need to get the key off of the three, one of the three members of Titania's staff that was mentioned previously. Butterscotch is just watching the security mirrors and giving gift bags.
1: Oh, oh, wait, I have an idea then. Okay. And Butterscotch is Titania's assistant, right? No. Butterscotch
3: is this reception for the reception area. It's
1: Dwayne Dwayne The Rock Johnson is Titania. Dwayne Satani-
3: Sugarbottom is Yeah, the-, the Rock
1: Johnson is Titania's <laughs> assistant. Okay. Yeah. So she's just watching the
3: one eye stock is watching the security um mirrors. <laughs> that's like yeah, one is like yeah, security. and one is giving like the bags to people. But does this constitute a barrier to further entrance? This does not stop entrance like the security cameras wouldn't but um if if uh, they do um for people who work here you know that this these cameras would trigger like a notification if a trap later were activated so it would increase suspicion levels if you let them uh, stay this way
1: is there anything so would a distraction work like
3: possibly for her but but it it would only be temporary unless you find a very permanent distraction that would work for butterscotch in this case Okay. And also all the people with the keys are probably at the ballroom. You could ask, of course, Butterscotch, who's watched people enter mm-hmm. this space uh, this whole time.
1: Can we just go into the ballroom? You, can't, get... there's,
3: you can keep going through the garden to the ballroom. It's just that you, the workshop itself has the two blueberry guards watching the door. The museum door is, is open. It, it seems open to guests. Like you could just go in, but no one's doing it because no one goes to museums during a party. Uh, the rest of the people are going left towards the rest of the like party area with the music and the food and the dancing
1: I guess we could just go and try and find those three people and then get their stuff and then and then go from there. Excellent plan. Let's go.
3: I'm for it. Okay. You don't take the goodie bags. You just go through the reception doors out of into the garden space. In the garden, you see, again, all these different very famous Fae people wearing beautiful Fae outfits, sitting around little tables and other sort of areas with little sandwiches and tea and a reverse mermaid, Serafina, just singing her heart out in a little pond that's been like added maybe here for the event. And She's doing her famous reverse mermaid uh, uh, routine. So her, her she like flips her legs up and like these like routines, like women who do synchronized swimming and then <laughs> popping out and making singing arias. And then you can continue on there if you don't wish to stop to the ballroom, which is directly in front of you with open doors.
2: Oh, Luna's going to pick up a drink or okay. two.
3: You can pick up a drink from a walking caterer. And there is a blueberry guard in the garden who's watching the garden itself.
1: Do we see any of the three people we're looking for?
3: Can someone please roll me a d20? Five. Okay. No one here is in the garden space. So you keep going into the ballroom and see a very busy and extravagant party. Titania uh, is at the stage kind of talking to individuals and is present, but doesn't know any of you because you don't matter enough to Titania. And you see a blueberry guard, an older gentleman, an older troll, again, with this sort of rounded upper body and chicken legs watching a door which uh, ursa and luna know is the doorway to the hot couture hallway which is a specific entrance that would bring to you to offices and the factory floor but it's pretty obvious everyone is here uh in this space but there's only one uh blueberry troll there and you do see the three members you're looking for who you were given some descriptions of before you see a individual who appears to look like a 12 year old elven child the child is wearing what appears to be a romper like like a romper that children would wear when they go to the playground it may have had a color but they are the infamous sad beige child and so their outfits just always lose color whenever they wear anything they just fade it just fades out so whatever they're wearing it it's it's a little hard to see what color it was they have one very prominent accessory which is a wet dead raccoon uh that is a handbag that is on what? their on their side they're just kind of carrying it with them uh, and their outfit looks like they're perpetually. Like a little bit rained on, like it just rained a little bit on them, but not enough to soak the outfit. It's artfully wet.
1: This is a full on SCP monster. <laughs>
3: And they're just, they're sitting there talking to different individuals. There is, of course...
1: playing the Rock Johnson.
3: uh, (laughs) Grenadine Applewater. Grenadine is a spider centaur with a spider lower half and an upper body that is uh, humanoid, uh, but with many eyes. Um, She's wearing a kalash, which is a very elaborate 18th century kind of head covering made of silk and spider silk uh, with dead bugs in it for adornment. And it is covering her head and keeping her... Her very conservative hairstyle in place. Otherwise, I was wearing a very like tight fitting Victorian style dress that is very modest, but very black. Then you see, of course, uh, Dwayne Sugarbottom. He's over at like the bar area in this area. Dwayne Sugarbottom is wearing an immaculate, beautiful velvet red ball gown. They have a beard and they are seemingly trying to also partially manage the gala at the same time for Titania. So they look a little busy. They seem to have a beautiful set of blue pearls, uh, which are sitting on top of their outfit. It's a little off the colors and you're like, that's interesting versus the other ones which seem quite well organized around the color of their accessory. There's one exit out of here, which is to the hot couture hallway. And then there's the exit to the garden. And that is what you see so far.
2: Would Luna know what Applewater's key would look like?
3: Most likely Applewater's key is the collage because it's so prominent and everything seems to work around it stylistically.
2: I think I want to hide from her.
3: I don't think... For sure. She was not paying much attention to people outside of who she's talking to. And all of you can do a... um, I believe it's brains to do notice, um, to notice things. So anyone can do brains to notice. But you have to tell me who you're trying to, like, pay attention to.
1: Since... Um, Ursa tends to interact with Dwayne Sugarbottom. Mm-hmm. Would Dwayne Sugarbottom's accessory usually be better integrated into their outfit? Absolutely. So the blue pearls standing out is clocked by Ursa.
3: Yeah. Anyone would like to, yeah. Anyone wanting to use brains to notice something? Six. Okay. For brain six, for...
1: Noticing.
2: Noticing
3: something. Mm-hmm. Anyone else wishing to roll brains?
2: I mean, I could try. I have a D8 for it. The seven...
3: A seven is pretty good. Okay. And then would Caleb like to try? You could explode. I'm not going to roll higher than that because, oh yeah, exploding. Three. Okay. <laughs> a seven is enough to notice something. Whoever got a seven again, which I believe is Luna. What? Who are you looking at?
2: Trying to avoid apple water. Mm-hmm. So maybe the sad beige child.
3: Yeah, you see the sad beige child. The sad beige child appears to be trying to start conversations with people. They listen to them. They respectfully start to drink something and then proceed to try and detach from the conversation and move away. But you see that he continues to try. So that seems to be something that's happening to the sad beige child at the moment. And they just keep petting their dead raccoon handbag.
2: Wait, also I forgot, what's his uh, job?
3: He is the chief pattern maker and also a, a like linen, basically a, a cloth purchaser okay. for the company. People talk to him when they need to do marketing or buy stuff, but people seem to be avoiding him otherwise. I would try talking to the sad beige child. You want to go over to him? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you say as you approach him? You see he starts to sip some wine that loses all of its color and goes murky black
0: so you like grenadine's hat i see she brought a snack for later
3: oh that's 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 so interesting yes it's, it's very silly right
0: yeah i mean like i thought this would be a catered event and she's 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 it got all a, these bugs you know, to
3: eat out of her hat it's secure a, it's a catered event yes what's your name uh my
0: name is uh, uh my, my name is larry um i work in uh reclaimed materials acquisitions oh, i find uh bits of Bits of cloth places. That's so
3: interesting. Did you know that most reclaimed uh, pieces of clothing are from dead people? Yes. Yes. It's uh, fascinating. Deeply when familiar. When I was a small board, I actually, I actually found a dead body and I played with it a little bit. And I found a little bit of cloth and then I found out that it wasn't it actually filled with tuberculosis and I had a,
0: a lot of tuberculosis when I was six. Would you say that it's uh, part of Titania's empire to spread tuberculosis through their clothes? <laughs> You know, I, I
3: wouldn't say that because it was when I was a child and I was dealing with a completely different uh, piece of clothing.
0: I understand. Um, I understand. And there was
3: a lot of other dirty things around the piece of clothing. So that was probably why I got tuberculosis. Interesting. Not, interesting. I would never see, speak badly about Titania.
0: Now on the topic of dead things, I am enthralled by your uh, carry all. Oh,
3: thank you so much. Yes, I. this is my, my new, it's my accessory for the evening. It was, it's really, I'm really proud of it.
0: That's interesting. Just for this evening, the successor. Just what changes
3: every day. Yesterday, it was uh, the the broken bones of uh, a cat that died at the
0: age of one. Fascinating. I had it as a necklace. It was really beautiful. I bet you'd get... Good stock from those bones. They're mostly collagen. I, you know, when I was young,
3: I actually starved for about six months, and I didn't
2: have... <laughs> I have feeling all of his stories go, you know, when I was young, this horrible thing
1: happened to me.
3: And I just, I I tried to actually use some bones to make a stock, but it wasn't possible.
1: <laughs> can, can Ursa, like, butt into this conversation? Absolutely. You know... I know a thing or two about being hungry. Would you like some ramen? And then oh, Ursa she... pulls out of her her basket
3: uh, a piece of a ramen.
1: Not a piece. She's too <laughs> generous.
3: <laughs> full full ramen. A
1: full packet, unopened of ramen. Oh,
3: wow, that's so that's so kind of you. I know it's it's. I remember when I used to have things like this. The poor food. It was really rough when I was a child.
1: What? What are you keeping in your handbag accessory? Uh,
3: Right now, I've got a bunch of um, bloody napkins and uh, also the baby that is a little keychain for the dead raccoon that's inside.
1: Is it like... (laughs) (laughs) Me full of breaking character. Is it a dead human baby or a dead raccoon baby? No, no, dead
3: raccoon baby. The the raccoon was pregnant when she died. It was run over by a carriage. Dead raccoon fetus. Cool.
1: Okay. um, All right. If you rolled a one, you would have popped up in her purse, or in his purse.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And then that would have been scary. Roll for
1: grit for psych damage.
3: (laughs) It does seem to be a a place you could teleport to if you really Um, wanted to.
1: Ursa, I guess Ursa just kind of like, Gently oh, so, places so the ramen nice. into the raccoon
3: yes. purse. Oh, thank you so much. You know, I've actually been having a hard time talking to people here. Everyone's just very kind of boring. And I just wanted to know if I could, I mean, I, do you want to just go? I mean, I just like to have some company. I Do you, uh, what, what what you do for work?
1: Actually, can I ask something really quickly? Of course. When Ursa is sneaking in Uh the, well, like not sneaking, but like putting in the ramen, could Ursa potentially have one of the CO2 canisters that we previously (laughs) discussed also be snuck in?
3: Sure. I will let you do that. And you can roll a, uh, what are the stats again that you have options for?
1: Flight is for anything speed related. Yeah. So
3: flight, let's do flight for how fast you can kind of slip it in there.
1: But the thing is, okay, so this is the way that it's like, it's not trying to like sneak in the ramen because like they noticed that the ramen is being put in yes. it's putting the co2 under the ramen so being and putting... sneaky
3: so maybe yeah. brian's okay eight eight okay okay so you also you slip one in you slip one into the bag uh they say it's so it's so wonderful to meet some new people who would just love to talk that's so nice yeah so so uh again what's larry larry's so nice um and Larsa and lursa so good to meet you are you in? are you what where do you work what studio do you work for
1: excuse me <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh and-
3: dear you had a sad moment oh that's so sad they start to follow you are you feeling okay is it just everything fine yeah larry are you good are you doing good as well
0: i i i'm i'm doing very well um my, uh, my your some of your uh, stories have raised a question for me of course was there ever a time has there ever been a time will there conceivably ever be a time when you were not a small child Oh no! I've always
3: just to be a small child, and I'm I'm always a small child. I'm the sad based child. That's what I am. I should always Freshman. be the small child, in the small child, and so it's always young. Always, I you never you never age if you feel like you're young all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Is,
1: can Can Ursa check to see if any of the like beverages mm-hmm. or entrees or whatever are any of them like flambe on fire or like? Come with like a little heating thing under or like even there, like tea candles.
3: Mm, it appears things are cooked outside, but there is a little like appetizer table. R- roll, me, roll me a d20. Let's see if, if I roll above a 10, someone's going to bring in a, a flaming thing.
1: Sweet. Two.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's no, there's no fire at the moment that you can use to your advantage. Dang it. Are you trying to escape from him?
1: Well, I'm trying to look for something to set off a CO2 canister that's currently hiding in the oh, raccoon. Okay.
3: Now, now you, Wait, that
1: would break it, wouldn't it?
3: It would probably cause him to have to repair it or it could n- maybe knock him unconscious, but then you have to deal with where he is and when
0: you set it off.
1: Oh, all right. You plant seeds to see how they grow in the
0: I don't want to waste your resources, but uh, what are the odds that we could get back out of and back into the venue?
3: You can, because you have fake IDs and, and you have stamps. Uh, wait, you can we if don't... you go to the receptionist to get stamps. You haven't received stamps. Yet okay. Because your tickets haven't been ripped.
1: Ursa just tells the sad based child, I'm just a bit hungry and I want to go to the... Oh,
3: You should tell me about Dutch. We could have a wonderful discussion about food. Uh, yeah. maybe... Do you want
1: to do it at the table with all of the free food?
3: Oh, that would be wonderful, yes. I could tell you about the different foods that I never got to eat as a child.
1: And then I guess we both hang out at the table while sure. Ursa actually, like, it's like one for the plate and then one for the picnic basket. Yeah. One for the plate, one for the picnic you basket. You see that he
3: does the same thing, putting one into the <laughs>
0: raccoon <laughs> and then one into It's another.
1: anything hot.
0: <laughs> no, nothing's hot. Damn so it. Hard. So is this the kind of climate where we could conceivably find a live raccoon outside? That There's definitely like uh, maybe a raccoon family, yeah, like a raccoon outside. That's true.
1: Grieving the loss of a recent <laughs> oh, love. I was thinking God. that we
0: could maybe like unalive and switch with the bag. I was thinking
1: we didn't even have to unalive them, just like tie a bow around like a very Remember, angry raccoon. all
3: of you have a once one per game, I prepared this. <laughs> <I'm> prepared. <laughs> and I'd give me a flashback where you prepared an item for this specific house. I mm. can't
1: justify having <laughs> a, dead a
3: raccoon.
1: Member- oh, I was going to say, live raccoon in my picnic basket i'm feeding the raccoon this whole
3: time this could be what you prepared
1: it's my friend no my single friend in this
3: world yeah it's an option uh so you'll you'll start being so we'll see ursa and larry kind of tagging along they're not paying attention to larry too much because you keep asking questions that they don't really know how to answer (laughs) and they're very interested in how sad in particular (laughs) ursa's life is
0: also i should mention i have uh unassuming as one of my uh, oh yeah So completely forgetting you're there. Now, Luna, you see that interaction happen and are just watching. I assume you can
3: kind of listen in, but they don't know you're a part of this group yet.
2: Yeah, I'm on my third drink.
3: (laughs) 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 Little thimble of like a flower, just like sipping it and being like, oh my God, what's happening? Anything else you like to do? You can continue talking to him at the table if you'd like.
1: I I guess Ursa would clue in that like the sad gray child, sad beige child keeps asking about like the sad moments. So Ursa actually gets into like, Childhood. And It's like, actually, I grew up with a really nice, loving family. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Sad. And, and, and they'd like, we never were hungry or poor or anything like that. Oh, I dear. always got presents. And like, I, I like, Ursa had oh, a dear. really run-of-the-mill white picket fence childhood and it doesn't want to like go into like it's only been recently the yeah. things are, six months ago so the he, he says
3: sure so things have really turned badly for you recently because you, you're describing a wonderful but time i
1: just i just try and stay positive because oh, my family oh, just, dear. i'm sorry i'm gonna be out. sick i'm just
3: gonna be a little bit sick here i just need to take a they're little bit always,
1: and like ursa just <laughs> keeps talking about like how resilient because ursa is Wait, hold on easy going yeah. so like you know oh, a lot of bad shit's happened oh, no. but
3: okay i'm sure i'm getting very sick right now i actually back. need to go to i think to the little boy's room i need to go to the boy's room
0: do you need me to hold your hair while you yak or or, or, your, or, I'm or old maybe enough, your i'm than enough to hold my own hair but yak, I sh- that's
3: totally fine i'm 12 years old i can hold my own hair uh well i'm more than that because i always look 12 but i look 12 years old <laughs> so i can hold my own hair uh excuse me and you say he he walks away towards the the bathrooms in the ballroom area um because it's the closest one and goes to the high-class bathrooms. There's no low-class bathrooms in this ballroom, so the only low-class bathrooms are back in reception.
1: Is there open flames in the high-class
3: bathroom? <laughs> no. <there's> no fire. <laughs> Do they have torch I sconces know. on the wall? Yeah. No, this is all lit with magical enchanted fairy lights to make it look like it's beautiful. Well, and who and knew
1: magic. that the Fay Court was so fire-ready?
3: Yeah, yeah. They're prepared. It's a clothing factory. They don't want anything to burn down. It's to be filled with flammable objects.
1: Well... I don't know what that's like at all. Our yeah. library has so much open fire. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so you you see him go. I, I'm sure so sure. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go and I'm just gonna. Uh, uh, and then he runs to the little to the room.
0: I'm gonna take a risk and try and follow him in there. Okay. <gasps> you walk in. You
3: see he goes. He runs over. Uh, <laughs> you see he goes to a uh, to a stall because it's all stalls in here. Opens it and starts throwing up viscous black liquid that you notice uh, is speckled with little rainbow, like, like lucky charms, like just like colorful lucky charms. He's like, oh, oh, oh my gosh, that's so good. I have to get, oh my God, ah, oh, it's too, too sweet, too sweet for my, that's too much. I can't, uh, and he's just in the, he's talking to himself in the, in the stall. Has he hung up his bag on anything while he I does I think so? he will put the bag up on like a hanger in the stall when
0: he starts to hold his hair back yet. Okay. I'm going to wait a couple seconds while he pukes, and then I'm going to lean in between him and the door and, hey, buddy, uh, (laughs) you okay in there? I'm, oh, oh,
3: freaks out a little bit. Oh, I'm I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. It's just a little bit, I just, it was too, too much positivity, you know, I just can't handle that much positivity in my life. Uh, i like to prefer to just focus on, you know, the sad things in life. Um, What
0: what, is everything fine? I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just checking up on you. So uh, hang in there, champ. You uh, think happy thoughts. And I'm going to pat him on the back (laughs) deliberately a bit too hard. Okay. And uh, see if that makes him throw up a little more. Yeah,
3: he goes, yeah. And you see uh, a little, like, like a tiny little, very round baby seal goes into the toilet. That's awesome. Oh, oh, that was stuck in there. That was stuck in there. That was really rough. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, he's like this when he's. DMing your campaigns, too,
0: right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so while he's uh, harking up a baby seal, I'm going to see if I can discreetly slip off with the bag.
3: Yes, yeah, so I would, I'll would, i say you need to do a flight check probably in this case.
0: Flight
3: is my D10. Also, I will give you a, a diversity token because when you approach this person, you were so obviously <laughs> aggressive <laughs> with your questions. That <laughs> it was perfect. So you want You can use that here maybe if you need to. I think this one's D10. They're distracted. It's, it's got also, a 9 in so. it zero on it That's has got to be ten. Seven. okay seven yeah you you pick it off the wall and you take it now just so you know he may now look for it so if when he's finished i'll probably say you've got a little bit of time but he will increase the suspicion track if you you know wait for him to finish his throwing up just a heads up there but you you pull it off and i assume put it in your coat so you you, you take the thing now as you pull it off it attunes to you and you now understand a little bit about the power that this item, this magical item can give you. When you have the dead wet raccoon handbag, you can use its power to appear magically and physically dead for 10 seconds.
1: And then if you add fire, you can explode. (laughs) (laughs) But that one's for real. makes you look like you're dead for 10
3: seconds. Cool. Yeah. So magical, magical tr- defenses, any like thing trying to, to check if something's alive in a room will assume you're just a dead, dead thing. So it won't pick you up.
1: So that was the sad beige child.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We're also going after the... Grenadine
3: water and Dwayne Grenadine- Sugarbottom.
1: Okay. Grenadine Applewater, which is the spider person. Yes. Dwayne Sugarbottom.
3: Yes. You can choose to go for them or just leave now with this one key. It just depends if you'd like to try and... Challenge yourself with the other ones.
1: I want to take a shot at the other ones.
3: Okay. Sounds yep. like it might be good to have one in reserve. Okay. So who would you like to approach? Dean Applewater, who you need to kind of observe to see what they're up to, or Dwayne Sugarbottom? Another brains check would be required for who you want to look at.
1: Um, before, before we even um, mm-hmm. do that, okay. I kind of like take both Luna, or Ursa takes Luna and Caleb aside, and it's just like, all right. So I think just maybe... We might have an in with Dwayne Sugarbottom because every single day, three times a day, I have to get Tatiana and Dwayne Sugarbottom's orders for coffee from Tatiana's teas, And Tatiana, every single day, three times a day, orders, oh God, we wrote this down, a pumpkin spice chai latte with pine nut milk with lactose added from Fay fainting goat milk with whipped morning mist, Um, an Enchanted Glitter Cinnamon Powder. I actually have them prepared, ready to go in my purse at all times because I've gotten the order wrong before and that doesn't end well. So I just have backups just in case in thermoses. And I even have these cups ready. And the thing is, Tatiana actually doesn't pay Dwayne very well. And so Dwayne always wants to get the same order as Tatiana, but like it's really expensive. So all Dwayne can afford is a cup of coffee with one shot of chai syrup and one shot of pumpkin spice syrup. But I have all the ingredients. So maybe we could lure Dwayne, I don't know how to do what, but I have something that Dwayne has been lusting after the entire time that I've worked here. So if you guys think we can do anything with that. I see you're trying to create some drama. I'm just saying, like, it could be a distraction. It could I just be... mean I'm in. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's why I also have these little CO2 canisters. It's actually just to, um, for, like, the whipped cream. So, <laughs> two thermoses a whipped cream thing and like i had three co2 canisters but now i
0: have two technically you have three if i bother to look in the bag and yeah, well, uh,
1: I, I we have one in the bag as well <laughs> if you add fire it explodes <laughs> but not very big small
3: explosion yes okay would you like to approach Dwayne then Dwayne or grenadine du- grenadine's in the middle of the dinner space but Dwayne is by the bar
1: we just place it on the bar out of reach <laughs> I don't know how that would help with anything.
3: Do you want to just like introduce yourself by putting it on the table?
1: Well, I'm curious about like the mismatching accessory because that makes me think that the accessory is like a fake. Mm. Um, or there's something up or like Dwayne is like extra cautious and is like hiding the real accessory. I don't know, though. I guess Ursa's like, it's weird that Dwayne's kind of wearing something that doesn't match his outfit. I know. He's usually so on point. Mm-hmm.
3: Do, can we like roll to like... You can do brains or let's do... I would also say charm. Charm is probably the right Oh, here. hell
2: yeah. Charm have
3: is my dumpster. I do 20 stat. for that one. Okay, do
2: your, use your Ro- charm, Luna. Watch me roll in that one, though. <laughs>
3: Fourteen. That's good. Okay, 14 is very good. Yeah, there's something really off about Dwayne today. Like, that necklace doesn't make sense. And then you're like, so yeah, what if that's just to, like, m- make it obvious? What if it's an accessory that is far more difficult to steal? Because, you know, Tatiana, it's it's her assistant. He knows everything about her schedule and where she is and about different areas. So, like, yeah, it could probably be hidden somewhere more... Um, private.
1: The way you said private has me yep. concerned. I don't know, like, I don't know like, your intonation with the way you said private. Like, we all just stare at Dwayne's junk.
3: Um. <laughs> with the charm you actually
0: remember, Dwayne doesn't normally have a beard. It's not Dwayne. Does anyone have a brains roll to realize that it's not Dwayne?
1: I do have a brains roll. You can do
0: brains to figure
3: it out if it, if it is Dwayne. Three. <laughs> no. <laughs> no 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 knowledge you would have to maybe talk to him to figure out if it is really dwayne
1: okay I guess I'll approach Dwayne
3: you approach Dwayne and he goes Ursa Ursa um I you're not supposed to I mean I don't know why you're here but uh it's actually great if you could actually go and just pick up some flowers for us we would we need them really fast um they they need to be here in like five minutes and they didn't arrive in time so that would be awesome
1: do like after does that sound like Dwayne yes, everything is very dwayney yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> like leaves <laughs> <laughs> he's
3: like starts to walk out of the out of the room great We're like, thank working. you uh,
1: and then i i walk back to you guys and i just go yeah i think that's Dwayne."
3: starts yelling at other staff members just kind of like uh, annoyed with them for not doing something so are you uh gonna go get those
0: flowers
1: I guess so. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> do you go to the garden and just like pick flowers? Could I sure. request that you kill a raccoon on your way?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll keep an eye out. <laughs>
3: yeah, you walk by. you uh, As you're looking around for flowers and looking for raccoons, you're going to be observing the area. So you do see that in, in the area, uh, there's a lot of different fairies that are very distinct. There's a lot of weird creatures, like weird fairies that are pretty obvious. But there is one figure that looks quite random and out of place. And that is a little uh, taper wearing a nurse's outfit and watching what appears to be a single blueberry on a um, cushion that's at a seat, like with a little plate of food in front of it. What? Thank you for listening and joining us at Oddcast. We hope you enjoyed and will subscribe to our socials for news and updates on podcast scheduling and our Patreon. Patrons get access to bonus content, such as adding to the Wild Magic Table poll to expand Gibble's Wild Magic Table, and extra episodes like our Only Wizards in the Dungeon Try to Play series. Our socials and Patreon link are in the episode description and show notes.